Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Oh, that's right. We are back. Hope you all missed us. Been gone for a long time, but we are back now. PGA Tour season. Uh, well, uh, in between seasons. PGA Tour continuing. Comes back. Not sure if the continuing. Season comes back. Continuing. Okay. I, uh, semantics, we can get into it. In any case, what we do know is that this is the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from Golf Bet. We've got seven events in the fall schedule, starting with this week's Fortinet Championship. Uh, 18 days in between the final round of the Tour Championship which determined the FedEx Cup and the beginning of the Fortinet out in Napa this week. Benny, um, you say it's continuing. You work for the tour. I still think it's sort of like this nebulous in between the last season and the next season. But I don't know. It's golf. And maybe you're a New York Giants fan and you're like, hey, I've got nothing left in football season to watch. So let's move on to golf season already. <laughs> yeah. What about that? That was uh, a couple of teams were sitting there with all the expectations high in the NFL, weren't they? And then uh shattered oh, yeah. dreams. I think Pittsburgh might've been another fan base that sort of felt a little bit of the sting uh, on the weekend, but you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer. They say where I'm from. So we'll see how those teams <laughs> rebound. And yes, you're right. Golf is on its back. Look, I've, I say what I said in terms of continuing because, look, we've literally, I have to, I'll level with you. We've had meetings to discuss what you call it, how you write it, what whether it's capitalized, where it's not. And the FedEx Cup Fall Series that is coming up here with those starts, as you said, um, can be a little bit of a mouthful. There is a little bit to try to figure out, et cetera. Um, but there are some underlying themes of the guys playing in the fall that should help you or you should think about when you are placing some bets. Because, look, uh, I'll try to sort of spell that out as we go along. Uh, But, you know, the guys that finished outside the top 50 in the FedEx Cup, they are playing for position heading into the new season where it does start again. However, your status is important. If you want to get into the signature series events, the big events, you need to be in the top 10, i.e. 51 to 60, come the start of next year. So the better you do in the fall, the more chance you have to being at uh, the first one being, what, Pebble Beach? 
and the Genesis in LA. If you want to be part of those, you need to be a top performer in the fall. That motivation could be something that puts guys across the line in, in betting um, circles as well. Yeah, and getting into motivation this week, look, I often asked on my SiriusXM PGA Tour radio show, Hitting the Green, not just who you like for the week, but who you're most intrigued by for the week. I'm not sure we've had a more clear answer throughout the entire year than this week, which is uh, very obviously Justin Thomas, a controversial captain's pick for the upcoming Ryder Cup. I think that this week is big for JT, not only in the public perception, but I think that just he's talked about the mental side of the game. He's talked about wanting it too much and trying too hard. Well, if he doesn't play well this week, maybe if he doesn't reach the weekend this week, guess how much he's going to want it and guess how much he's been going to be trying when he gets to Rome in a couple of weeks. I think this this week is it's big for public perception, but it's even bigger for his sort of just mental state around his game moving forward. Yeah, mate, um, I'm, I'm noodling a, co- a column as we speak around Thomas and, and when you should be on the Thomas train, if you will. And it made me think, you know, like uh, Thomas and Friends, the old Thomas the Tank Engine, right? The old kids TV show. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was called in the UK, right? Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, yeah. he's been tanking pretty bad of late. But maybe it's the wow. Thomas and Friends US version that you want to get part of, right? Thomas and Friends, the way they do it in the US is nice and fuzzy and furry and whatnot. His friends <laughs> got him on that team. Let's be fair to him. Let's be real about that. His friends got him to Rome. And so he needs to repay those friends. And part of that is putting in a decent performance this week and saying that for plus 1400, no thanks. Yeah, I will not have any JT as we get into our picks, which we will get to momentarily. But first, as a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. As we do every week during the PGA Tour season, or maybe even during what's not the PGA Tour season, as we try to figure out exactly where we are on the schedule right now, uh, we will play 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everell, you're on the tee. You may now swing away. All right, I'll give you my first outright play. And Obviously, we can go into Silverado Resort and try to find some uh, stats and things that have been relevant. There is some changes, though. Uh, I don't have the full list in front of me. They obviously had... Uh, some fires and other issues, and they had to change some things around. Uh, the course will be slightly different, not a lot, um, but enough to maybe uh, have a, a closer look if you get the chance, and I'll be doing that later in the week, so stay tuned to our stuff on Golf Bet. little plug there. But first, outright, is as much as anything else, based on faith and where I think he could trend to and, and what's coming, uh, I just like this as a week he could come out of the blocks and, and play well, and that is Sahith Thigala. Uh, I think that this is a star in the making, as we've talked about for many years. Uh, a, a field that doesn't house, you know, the most of those top 50 guys from the FedEx Cup we spoke about. Uh, I think he'll be nice and refreshed. He's young. He's keen. Uh, he's not on the the, the the Ryder Cup team, so he's got nothing else to worry about. He's got a he's got a good chance to go out and play well and steal a win, if you will. Uh, so the 1,800 or so you can get. I don't mind the Gala as an option this week. I really like it. Look, I am, I've been driving the Sahith Thigala bandwagon for a couple of years now. I, I think that especially West Coast events with inferior fields, there's not a better scenario for 
Figala to win his first PGA Tour title than this one. I was hoping for a better number. He opened at 20. He's now down to 18 to 1, as you said. Third on the board behind only Max Homa, the two-time defending champion, and Justin Thomas. I, I was hoping for something closer to 22 at least, 25 to 1. I'll, I'll probably still have a, a Figala investment. In fact, uh, later in the podcast, I will get to my favorite Figala play that is available in some books. But I just I just don't love the number, I, I guess. But I, I do love Figala, and I do think this is going to be a really good week for him. And Benny, uh, as we get through this, I will tell you that a lot of the players I'm I'm looking at, the profile this week is West Coasters who putt very well. Figala is certainly on that list. And just hot off the presses here. Um, and hopefully this goes Ooh. to her after the deadline for this. But he will play late, early uh, in Napa. Now, that makes me think you want a better number. Maybe hold off for that first round, the, the morning wave uh. to go, and you might get back to your 20. You know, if someone goes out and shoots a 64, 63 ahead of him, you might be able to jump on at 20, 21, 22 if he's starting five, six, seven shots behind. So. Maybe it's a wait and grab uh, after that first part of the opening round. I love that idea. All right, we get to hole number two. And as always, I'll start off with my favorite long shot play on the board. Look, just a little sprinkle on an outright play. I have a hard time quitting Eric Van Royen. I've seen <laughs> him be something close to a world-class player. He has not been close to a world-class player on the PGA Tour over the last two seasons. In fact, he would have been out of sight, out of mind, had he not gone over to Europe and played the DP World Tour the last two weeks, finished in eighth place and 16th place, found his game over there, and now he comes back to a place that should suit him uh, on the PGA Tour. Opened at 130 to 1. Apparently, I'm not the only one that likes him, or maybe I just bet him down too much, but he is now at 80 to 1 because I, I think that a lot of people notice he is playing some good golf right now. I look at him very much like the player who coulda, shoulda, woulda won this tournament a year ago. Danny Willett wound up three putting on the 72nd green to from four feet away to to lose to Max Homa. I, I look at guys who have been at the world-class level or something close to the world-class level and are trying to find it again. That's, I, I think, easier than trying to get there for the first time. And so Eric Van Royen's a guy that's won around the world. again. At that number, whether it's 80 to 1 or 130 to 1, yeah, I, I like 50 points longer than 50 points shorter, but I think either way, Eric Van Royen makes for a nice long shot play. Okay, let's move forward then. I'll move that to hole number three and say that my long shot, I had two names written down, but I put Van Royen down because my other long shot is a very long shot and has bias involved. But yeah, no, I, I saw what you saw. Uh, I Originally, I just saw his name and I went straight to his history at Silverado, missed the cut when he played two years ago, I think it was. I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. And then I went and looked. I had not seen. I had not been across that he played that well on the DP World Tour lately, and that brought me back in to Eric Van Royen at that number. Look, again, like he, when you see that number and he's got a little bit of form, and it is important. If there are guys that have been playing over there and playing half decent, you know, other people that have been resting might be a little off the boil. It might take them a while to get going, and these guys that have mm -hmm. been playing over the last few weeks, uh, could, I guess, sneak up on you there. So that's one. The other long shot I had, uh, come on, Aussie. This is way out there. 200 to 1 plus. Uh, uh, sorry, Cam Percy. 
Campus. He's a bit ah. of a Silverado specialist. Um, look, he was T7 four years ago. He was 25th three years ago when he was in the final group, I believe, in contention, had a terrible Sunday, fell back to 25th. Um, and he's been uh, made the cut the last two years as well. Look, win value, not a lot. I get it, that 200 run. But more I'm talking to you as a long shot on look at the other markets with him. You know, even if it's top 40, top 20, et cetera, Cam Percy will give you good odds at a place he enjoys to play, goes and plays well at almost always. And really, as I said, like probably should have had a victory if not for just a, a really nervous final round a couple of years back. All right. Uh, I like those plays going further down the board. All right. I'm going to go to the fourth hole. Give me my top five play. At some point, I believe after the fall part of the schedule is over, uh, the PGA Tour is going to announce player of the year and rookie of the year. I don't think there is a an award for sneakiest player of the year. That said, oh. there are very few times throughout the year when we saw Andrew Putnam on our TV. Very few times we talked about Andrew Putnam. And yet you go back and look at what he did and you said, well, he was inside the top 50. He made the BMW championship. He's going to be in all of these signature events moving forward. He's sort of, he's got to the level that you need to get to, to, you know, that rich get richer level. He's at 40 to one outright this week, which I think is a pretty good number. And on a week when there aren't a whole lot of good numbers out there, that's a really nice number for Putnam. I'm going to play him top five at nine to one plus 900. Again, fits the profile of, I'm not sure if it was exactly what I was targeting, Benny, but I wound up finding a lot of players with West Coast ties and who are really good putters. Uh, Putnam is, or was, <laughs> again, I don't know how to term it, sixth on the PGA Tour in strokes gain putting. I've got a guy for my favorite play later who was fifth on the PGA Tour, just a little bit above him, but uh, for a top 10 putter, I think Andrew Putnam can certainly make some noise at this one this week. Ah, Punna made my shortlist this week and just dropped off. So I, I can't I can't get too uh, critical of that call. And the only reason I pulled him off at the end was that he was at Silverado, I think like 30th, 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 30th. So good, he's making the cut, but he hadn't really contended at the course as I'd seen. So uh, that was all it took just to just to drop him from one of the nine to sort of 10, 11, you know, in my, in my trying to find these nine bets. Uh, so I'm not going to argue against it too hard. Uh, I thought you might have been heading towards a guy when you were talking about player of the year, rookie of the year, et cetera, that I'll now give you for a top five play. Top five play at plus 750-ish, I think you can find him. And this is a guy that you usually come up with. So that's why I thought you might have been heading there. A winner across many smaller levels of golf, still looking for the big Ooh. win on the PGA Tour. But Eric Cole, for me, is the yeah. type of guy that may just really relish this fall series and may really sort of make a a hard push to to sort of get over the hump as we said like that's that's this is an opportunity for a lot of those guys that haven't had the win that are close to a win to grab it because unlike before where the fall has had you know do, we do have Max home we do have Thomas this week right but most of these events won't have five six seven top level players scattered amongst it it's this opportunity for these other guys to get their wins and I think Eric Cole is the type of guy that could scrap his way around this place and, and contend. So I had him in the top five slot there. It's also not bad on, I think he was about 50th on strokes gain tee to green this season. Um, and the last few years, Homer and the guys who have contended have been way up there in tee to green at Silverado to contend. Uh, Eric Cole, a guy who plays aggressively, I have no doubt mm. that he's going to be at least in the mix for a few tournament titles coming up in his 
sophomore PGA Tour campaign as well. All right. Uh, as we go to the sixth hole here, I'll give you my top 10 pick. And Benny, I'm going to say something about this player that you're going to like so much that you're going to repeat it a whole bunch of times during this PGA Tour campaign. But um, I want credit anytime you mention it on your okay. uh, golf cool bet platform. So uh, here we go. Talking Bo Hostler, who I have for a top 10 this week. Bo Hostler, you look at what he's done over the last year, and, and we've been waiting for him to mature into something close to Maybe not an elite level player. Not he's not going to be a Scotty or a Rom or a Rory, but at least somewhere in the next echelon. And he's been getting there. He's been getting closer. I'm finding a little comparison here to a buddy of his. He actually played the Zurich Classic with Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark going yeah. into 2023 was a guy that had the driver putter combo. Two best clubs in the bag were, were the biggest one and the uh, and the flat stick. And all of a sudden the irons came together. And Wyndham Clark became an elite level golfer. I'm not suggesting that, first of all, it's easy to just find your iron game. I'm not suggesting that Bo Hostler is going to have a career renaissance like Wyndham Clark. That said, I can see a similar trajectory because if those irons are just a little bit better, he's got the scoring clubs already. Drive it really well, far and straight is sort of Bo Hostler's game off the tee. Put it really well, make a ton of putts. Yep, love it. If everything in between just improves a little bit, Bo Hostler is going to uh, he's going to contend for more titles, and I think he can win on the PGA Tour in 2024. I'm going to take him for a top 10 this week, plus 375. He's been top 25 here the last three years. He's been top 25, top 26, I believe, in four of his last five starts uh, to close out the, the last PGA Tour campaign, plus 375, top 10 this week. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Hostler, the new Wyndham Clark. Next season's <laughs> Wyndham Clark, Bo Hostler, according to I Jason. So we are going to no, we'll throw that out. We're going to keep this audio, and when he wins, we're going to put it up and celebrate it. And at the end of the season, if he hasn't, we'll bring it up and have a little chuckle. But someone okay. is going to be the next Wyndham Clark. Uh, why not Bo Hostler? Um, I like that. Yeah, another one that came up on my radar for this week. Um, I'm not sure why. I've Ended up crossing him off. I just guess. Oh, I know why. Uh, because I've got a little uh, little bias, which you'll see coming up, is why he didn't make it uh, this week for me. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll give you uh, what hole am I on now? The seventh, right? We're on the seventh yep. hole. So you had the top ten. I'm gonna I, I, with the top ten this week. I've got a more conservative. They're both not conservative. Let me tell you, they're both sort of longer shot guys. Um, one is way longer than the other, and out at ten to one for a top ten. Uh, I'm going to throw that one at you first. Uh, Justin Lower, or do we say Lower? I don't know. Lower, Lower Justin Lower. Um, he was T4 last year here and then fell off a cliff, basically, and played mm-hmm. terrible for the rest of the year. Not terrible, but like 101st, I want to say, in the FedEx Cup, something or other. He's fighting for his status over the full series. He's fighting to stay in the 125 to be able to play in regular tour events. So this is a very important full series for him. And that's just a stab in the dark play because he was T4 a year ago. He may have good feelings there. So that's why that's a really big long shot. But I just saw the number and thought, well, he did it last year. If you're the type that thinks that guys have horses for courses and can throw a good one up every now and then, think of like Cameron Champ, for instance, it's won three times, always at 300 to one or 100 to one or whatever else, uh, mm-hmm. because he can just turn it on at places he likes. Um, it's possible that that's, that could be the case. But a more conservative one and still not that conservative but at plus 450 is this has been a place where the veterans can sometimes come to the fore as well 
Uh, obviously, Stuart Sink won three years ago, I think it was here. Uh, I'm going to go with another uh, old-time grinder who you could see cashing some checks as we go through the uh, the fall series, and that's Matt Kuchar. I think Matt Kuchar, who was T12 maybe last year, plus 450 for a top 10. He just strikes me as the guy. I also know he'll be in a featured group. He loves it when the camera's on him. You know, he'll he'll see that as like, I'm the man. He'll probably get up for it. And yeah, top 10 plus 450 for Matt Kuchar. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Uh, I like those. I'm going to get to the eighth hole and go with uh, yet another guy. West Coast Ties, guy who putts it well. This guy's actually a very good iron player as well. Dylan Wu. I've got a lot of players this week that have like sort of higher floors with lower ceilings. Guys that... I don't know if I want to play him outright, but for the top 20 play, for a DFS play, really like some of these guys. Dylan Wu is certainly on that list. Plus 320 for a top 20 this week. And again, a guy who's just, he's getting more and more comfortable with PGA Tour life, with playing against the best of the best. This should be a good one for him to showcase his skills. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's a few guys like that, as you said, that this is their chance just to be breakouts, like to have their breakout moment. Even if, even if most of the people out there are watching the NFL instead, or where my part of the world, the NRL final series or the AFL finals or whatever else you might be How about watching. those dragons? Mate, they finished second last. They were terrible. They're definitely not in the playoffs, <laughs> as you call it. We're down to six teams left in the NRL, and mine is definitely not there. Probably be a three-peat for the Panthers. But the Broncos, which you may remember we've talked about a few times back in the day when a certain mullet-toting player uh, <laughs> talked about his team. Uh, yes, they're doing quite well as well. Anyway, Sam Burns? Was Sam Burns the guy with the ball? <laughs> yes. yes, that, that guy. Uh, okay. All right. Am I closing out the front nine here? Is that where we're at? You are. All right, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to close out the front nine with my one of my lovely biased plays. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a top 40 play based on emotion. This is the 151st player in PGA Tour history to be making their 500th start this week. 500 starts for this gentleman. He knows about it. We've talked about it. He's excited about it. He wants to put in a good performance. He has been 36th in the last two years there. So top 40 play, you can get plus money for this man. He has four victories on the PGA Tour in those what is soon to be 500 starts. One of only... Six now Australians to make 500 starts on the PGA Tour. But Aaron Badley, Aaron Badley, 
is a great omen bet this week for your top 40. He is paying his 500th PGA Tour. They'll bring him a cake and everything. You should see. I guarantee if you check out social media across the <laughs> tour platforms, they'll be all bads all the time. He's 400 kids will probably be there. That's the only thing short. He's only got a couple less kids than he has starts. And uh, look, I think that he's the type of guy. He has, a t- he has finished fourth there in 2019 as well. He's got some form there. As I said, inside the top 40 the last two times he's played there. And he's looking to have a good week. It's going to be party time for bats. Should it be a meat pie instead of a cake? <laughs> yes. I just had a meat pie for lunch, by the way. It was awesome. Oh. That's good. I love it. Like, bats, as I said, look, it's, there's a bit of omen there. But there is some form to speak of, as I said. If yeah. you go on top 40, um, he does like the place. He is excited to play well. Um, the family will all be up there. And that actually, with bads, that's a good thing. Um, some players, when the tribe is there, it can be the opposite. But when Bads' tribe is there, he tends to play better. So we'll see how he goes. Okay. Um, there's some certain things that just happen when it's with a player, whatever it might be, that just make you feel old. I mean, you and I have been doing this for a long time. Aaron Baddeley making his 500th career start <laughs> is one of those. Like that, all of a sudden, it's like, God, I'm old. I mean, like, yeah. He was like a, a young buck just get bursting onto the scene when I started covering golf. And now he's making his 500th career start. God, I'm old. Can you, can you name the five Australians that have 500 starts on the PGA Tour? Because I oh think you'll goodness. get one. Or I think you'll get it wrong. Uh, no, I definitely – I can't name five Australians, <laughs> let alone five Australians <laughs> with 500 career PGA Tour starts. Does one of them uh, work for Live Golf? No, that's the one that people would assume. Yeah, okay. He does not have 500 stats. Uh, boy, this is going to be... How about Bruce Crampton? There's one. You've got one. All right. You didn't think I was getting yeah. Crampton, did you? Crampton comes yeah, no, alive. I didn't think you would. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Devlin. Yes, Devlin very Bilbao. good. Look at wow. you. Here we go. Come on. Two. Now I got to keep no, going. You're wrong. you're wrong. It's not Devlin. I was just genuine. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Adam Scott, is that too no, easy? The, it, I tell you, one is from the old days. One is, it's not Devlin, but uh, Jim Ferrier, who some people thought was American through his whole time, but it's because he lived in America <laughs> back in the days where, you know, if he moved to America from Australia and based here. So in a lot of even the old records, he was seen as American because he lived here. Um, God, can you, can you imagine an Australian coming to America and people misconstruing him for being American, Ben? What a terrible <laughs> thing that must have been for him. Oh, just disastrous. And then the other three are actually obvious. Uh, one's a major winner and Steve Elkington. Yeah. And then Appleby and Allenby. The two, ah, Apples and Allenby, sure. those, those are the two. So, But sure. I, I was the same. I immediately thought of uh, that uh, great white shark bloke and uh, wasn't the case. Uh, not in there. So good work, Bads. That's what I'll say. Like, what a grinder. And four wins. I mean, I think I've got, oh, you know, more stats to bore you, but uh, let's see. Only 100, 109 of the guys who've had 150, uh, sorry, of the 150 50 players prior actually had four or more wins. So it shows that, okay. generally speaking, it's the guys who've won a bit that, yeah. that last that long. Um, we'll see. But good, good work, Bats. Let's see you get, let's see you cash in for the, for the punters out there now in Napa. By the way, I only got one of them. But the fact that I got Bruce Crampton is pretty freaking good. That was I'm huge. taking credit for that. Huge. Yeah. I'm going to give you credit for that. All right. Uh, and I think I'm if we had, like, that I'm gonna if mention... we had like an hour and a half, you would have got them all. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, probably. If I, uh, you, if yeah. you would have given me either Allenby or Appleby, I would have gotten the other one because uh, yeah. it would have reminded me of them. I've got an Aussie that I'm actually going to mention next. But first, 
as we make the turn, we've got to make give us another reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets, must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we make the turn. I am on the tee for hole number 10. And Benny, I know I'm biased here, but I've got to go with an Australian. I can't leave him off the list. Uh, in all, in all honesty, Cam Davis has been, as you are well aware, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde uh, throughout the entire year. And I actually had to look up which was the good one and which was the evil one. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I think Jekyll was good and Hyde was evil. I, I've discerned, but uh, ten missed cuts, but six top tens this year. It's just you don't really know which Cam Davis is going to show up. At a shorter number this week, I think 22 or so to one for an outright play. I'm not going to jump on Cam Davis just due to that volatility, but do I think he can play really well for one round? I sure do, and I will play Cam Davis, first round leader at 35 to one, which is a pretty good number for him to go out and shoot a low one on Thursday. All right. I might get to some more Davis chat a little later on. Thought you might. But all right, let's go first round leader then. Let's go the 11th hole. You want me to throw out the first round leader? Now, shock horror, shock, shock horror. What am I going to do with first round leader bet? I am going to go to the man at the top of the board, the two-time defending champion. I'm going to say Max Homer. If you want to get on him, don't get at the plus 750, although he probably can win and probably will win. I just I just hate starting a golf tournament with that such, such low odds on someone. Uh, but I will necessary I, I i do think you can take the option of getting on him earlier for the first round lead at the 22 to 1 or so if he plays great and he gets and you cash in awesome if he's a little bit off the pace hopefully you get more than the 750 and you can reinvest that way and get on him in the outright market now i did make this call before i had that email that told me when and where people were playing i should probably check that again right now and see when uh, our man's going out because, oh, yep, there you go. He's going out early on the first day, Max Homer. So I am doubling down on that. He'll be out early uh, in the first round. Max Homer, first round leader for me, just so you get better odds. Um, one small caveat. Here it is. This might give you pause. He was part of the crew along with Thomas, yep. who was just yep. in Rome, just yep. playing in Rome. Uh, they were having a good time, little lads trip, checking it out. Chicken Marco Simone ahead of the the, uh, the Ryder Cup. I don't know if he'll have jet lag. I don't know what the scenario is there. I don't know how motivated he is. I haven't seen him or talked to him or listened to him in his pre-tournament. Um, we've seen big names go to Napa in the past and and not necessarily put their, their number one foot forward. It's not like last year where the team event is right after it. So that actually helps the Max Homer betters out there. He doesn't have to think about getting back to Italy you know, on a plane very shortly. Um, but just keep that in mind that he and Thomas, you know, were in Rome and have had to fly back all the way to the West Coast, et cetera, uh, to be here this week. Yep. No, fair point. Um, I don't know that it's so much the jet lag as looking ahead. You know, it's like a, a football team that's got a, you know, school outside the Power Five uh, this week, and then they're playing Georgia the week after, and you're looking ahead to that number one team you're going to play and you're kind of looking past the one that's in front of you right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if Max Homa doesn't quite have as much focus this week 
playing his first Ryder Cup in a couple of weeks from now. I am going to go to the 12th hole, and you mentioned on the first hole, Benny, that uh, you liked a little Sahith Figala play. I found a group bet this week with Figala against Max Homa, Justin Thomas, Mm -hmm. Eric Cole, who you mentioned, and Steven Yeager, Mm -hmm. who's played some good golf. But I like Figala a lot in that group bet. He is plus 300 to, uh, excuse me, plus 350 to win in that five-man group. I think that's a really nice number. I like everything about Thigala this week, except the outright number. It's still a little bit too short. You mentioned a really nice strategy, which is let some guys go low on Thursday morning. He tees up Thursday afternoon. The 18 to one might become 20 or 22 by the time he actually goes out and tees it up. So uh, I will be waiting a little bit on Thigala, but I think he makes a lot of sense in that five-man group there. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to, you, you've sparked my uh, memory there. I've got a top 20 play um, here, which I also like in a group that I saw, but it's an, it's a, another young gun in Akshay Bhatia. Uh, he's plus 210 for a top 20 play. Now, again, I mentioned T to Green being one of the metrics that was important at Silverado the last few years. Well, he was 30, he's 32nd on tour this season in T to Green, and that includes all the players that aren't playing. Obviously, this week, you know, your Shefflers, your Rams. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So he's uh, not that I've checked it against the field, but he's going to be in the top three, four of this field in terms yeah. of Tita Green uh, yeah. last season. Uh, and then I saw his group. So if you don't like the two ten for top twenty, there's a group where he's plus three hundred to beat Chesson Hadley, Austin Eckroat, Davis <laughs> Thompson, and MJ Daffy. So there you go. Uh, that's where I like. Him could be Benny, there too as well. Benny, I'm jumping right to the 14th hole because that's exactly yep. the bet that I have written down for <laughs> this hole. I mean, I don't even have to move stuff around on the card. I have mm-hmm. it written right in front of me on, on this index card. Group bet, Akshay Bhatia plus 300 over Hadley, Thompson, Ekrot, and Duffy. Yeah. It makes too much sense. Uh, Akshay opened up at a number that was too big, quite honestly. He was 60 yep. to 1. Not much longer after that, he was 40 to 1. I think some sharp people got on that very early on Monday. And so if you did, congratulations. I think there's some win equity there. If you didn't, I think you can still find some value in him, not only in the outright marketplace, but in some of these group betting places as well. And uh, again, 3 to 1 in that group makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I'm getting 210 for top 20, but he's only got to beat four guys at plus 300. You know, that's that's a sign-me-up moment for it. Again, yep. we're talk- we've, the theme we've sort of been getting at here, you mentioned Wu and Tuk Gala and um, Eric Cole. This is their moment. This is the guy at the time that these guys can really push and shine. We saw Batia already do that in an, uh, you know, an alternate or opposite field. Oh, man, I've, I'm butchering this. If someone at the tour, I know I'm supposed to call it something else now. I can't remember what it is. It's a buzzword that I'm supposed to use for those events like the one he won. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think that we're going to see his trajectory rise over next season as well. But he's going to go from strength to strength. So yeah, looks a good one there. Uh, all right, let's see here. 15th hole. Oh, our Bet365 friends have got their player markets up as usual. Uh, yes. Know, uh, bet Finish better or higher or less or whatnot. And I saw this one as 38 or better. So basically a top 40 bet. Um, and this is a guy I lean on a lot. You talked about guys who can putt. And I talked about veterans. Well, I want Brendan Todd uh, to be mm. higher than 38 at the minus 120. I know there's a bit of juice there, but T22 and T9 in the last two years there at Silverado. So he's finished better than 38 in those last two years. He is a pretty decent putter when he wants to be. 
plays well in the fall. If it was only that, wasn't that long ago, even though we are feeling old and getting old, that he dominated the fall a couple of seasons back. Um, just saw that as a, as an outlier in those markets. The thirty eighth or better. I like Brendan Todd. Uh, getting to the sixteenth hole, Benny. You and I are still on the same page, even if we're not mentioning the same names, because I have written down for this whole player finishing position market at bet three six five, a guy who's just a little bit lower. Uh, Doug Gim, forty sixth or better. I think there's reason to question Gim's ceiling. I don't know that I'm. We're going to necessarily see him win one on the PGA Tour this year, but it's a very high floor. He has finished inside the top 46 in seven of his last nine starts. Essentially, he plays good on a very regular basis. Maybe not great very often, but good is a good baseline for Doug Gim. Again, seven of his last nine, 46th or better, minus 120. I will fire on that one. All right. The Gimster. I love it. He's a good little, good fellow, that bloke. I like, uh, Every now and then you get a chat with him. He's quite funny. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with you. Um, as I said, I think that's obviously there's the juice there either side, um, but you can get some decent, if you're, you know, you pay attention to those markets every week, you can definitely get some decent um, positions where you can make a move there. So maybe you build a few of those up and it pays for the rest of your options. You know, that's, that's something you can always look at. All right. First event. First winner for the year. I'm going to go one for one, of course. I'm going to be 100% because right now I'm 100% correct on all my tips for the fall series. Oh, since <laughs> Save the receipts. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but your winner this week, you've mentioned him. Uh, play some Australian music. Get the, get the down under going. But Cam Davis uh, is my man this week. I also don't love 22 to one, of course. Let's be, let's be real. But look, 26th, Tita Green on the season. I said in this field that Batia would be one of the top guys. Cam Davis was a higher than him. So I think he might be, if not the best, one of the best behind Max Homer, obviously. Um and Tiddy last season. Here's here's what's important to me. He doesn't have to be here. He doesn't have a reason to be here like the other guys, mm-hmm. but he wants to be there because he likes the course. He feels like Fair. he hasn't he hasn't shown his best results at a place where he feels like he should play very well at. He wants to keep the role going. He doesn't want to fall into the trap of um losing his his mojo, his his feels, etc. He is a West Coast guy, albeit up in Seattle. Um, you know, he's on his own on his own time zone, etc. And just as I said, just the fact that he's going there to win. He's not going there to notch up some start or to to be the defending champion like Max is all because you gotta get informed for the Ryder Cup. He's going there because he sees it as an absolute opportunity to win on the PGA tour and he's going to go chase it. So I'm going to back him. I'm going to go with him. You know, it's very interesting because much like a Tony Finau or a Gary Woodland, Cam Davis is a guy who's a really long hitter off the tee and yet plays some of his better golf at shorter golf courses. I always Mm. find that to be very interesting, whether it just means, hey, uh, I'm going to hit driver on a short golf course and really just have wedges in everywhere, or I can dial it back off the tee, become more accurate, and not need to hit driver anywhere. But uh, Finau and Woodland are guys that over the last decade or so, I've often looked at as uh, longer hitters who don't necessarily play all their best golf on longer golf courses. I think Cam Davis is one of those types of guys as well. Yeah, I'll say one thing. I've spoken to Cam obviously many times in his in my lifetime and whatnot, being a young Aussie he is. Um, and we talked about him. One of the things he really worked hard on has sort of really started to figure out the last few years is essentially 
deciding when to show his flair and when to just be down the middle. And what does that sound like? It sounds like a young man who just won the FedEx Cup, Victor Hovland, mm. who had to figure out when to be aggressive and when to dial it back and play smart. Uh, he's now seen that, the light, in the same way. He knows he's going to smash his driver when he should, but he's also going to play the smart percentages when he should. And learning that and getting that experience is what's helped him sort of become a better player. He's more experienced again for the year he just went through. Uh, I love everything about it. If not, if, and if it's not this week, uh, I talked him up as the guy to watch for this season just passed. He had a great run to the finish after a poor start through illness. Uh, I think that this could, again, be a big year for Cam Davis if he stays healthy. It's funny you mentioned that about Cam Davis and his uh, mentality, his uh, his strategic acumen around a golf course. I remember speaking with uh, the player that I'm going to list on hole 18 a few months ago, talking about uh, this is at the PGA Championship when Justin Suh was on the leaderboard for a few days and talking to him about his strategy around Oak Hill. And he said, well, I'm playing some aggressive lines off the tee, but conservative approach shots in or sometimes I might play conservative off the tee and aggressive in and I thought man that's that's so interesting just the way that he described how he was going about it not that he's created some new way of you know the the green light yellow light red light system but I just thought the way that he works his way around a golf course is very cerebral he seems like a very very smart dude Justin so is a guy that I really like, and I found like there was a good number on him. Again, he fits my profile this week, which is a West Coast guy who keeps it in play and putts really well, and he has a good number next to his name. For as much as I like a Thigala or a Cam Davis, uh, at more than double the number, I think Justin uh, makes a lot of sense this week, 45-1. to one. Uh, He's a guy that I will target not only this week but moving forward. I think he's got... Uh, some win equity he can and will win on the PGA Tour before too long. And so, again, I, I think when we talk favorite outrights, Benny, sometimes there are uh, weeks when you and I go, here, I, this is my guy. I'm playing him because I think he's going to win, and that's my play. And then there are other times when you go, look, I'm starting the card with a player who's 45 to 1. Doesn't mean that Justin Suh is going to win, and I'm not even looking at anybody else. Just means – Hey, I, I'm going to go after some quantity this week. If I start the card at 45 to one, that allows me to add a couple more players as I move down the list. I'm essentially going to bypass the top of the field. Might have a little nibble on Thigala, I will say that. But for the most part, I'll be guys that are further down the list, and it allows me to add more to my full outright card. And so, Justin, so again, uh, it's not that I'm saying it's so uh, or nothing this week, but. I will start the card there at 45 to 1. So interesting that the guy that fell off my long shot was Justin. So, and yeah. because I was at oh, 45, not really a long shot. So I went out to the hundreds to, to, to push that. But he was on my radar as well. Um, might not necessarily have the, the results at this course. But again, uh, I think at this time of year, it's more, it can sometimes be more about your motivation and also your form etc. coming in rather than um, the course itself. So I like him again, that same thing. We talked about all today. These guys that are on the cusp of it or near it or maybe have one win or, or, or are pushing to sort of take that next step because they've been given this opportunity. This is the time. This, this FedEx Cup Fall Series, <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Uh, I think it's an opportunity zone. It really is. It's the time to 
um, look, it's not going to be like this, you know, it's going to be different going forward or whatever it's going to be, you know, things are going to be, the focus is going to be obviously at the new season when it comes, but you can still win a lot of money. You can still put your name on the PGA Tour winners list. You can still get yourself into a lot of those big events, including the Century or the Masters or whatever it is you're trying to get in when you're trying to win these things. So again, that's it's it's all all a lot of carrot out there for these guys, whether you're watching or not. Um, it can be opportunity for not just them, but for the the betters and the punters out there as well. So if you want to sort of sneak in under the radar while everyone else is watching footy, this is the time to be watching. <laughs> Benny, we did it. We made it all the way back. We got through 18 holes. Uh, this has been the uh, Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365. Remember, uh, throughout the entire PGA Tour season, and maybe not even what's the PGA Tour season, maybe in between PGA Tour seasons, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Fortinet Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.